Well, hello, Community Heights family. Welcome to the Chack Insider Podcast. This is episode three, the first week of 2018. Today we have Russ Norcross on. He sits in the office with Pastor John and I, and we have a great conversation. The Chack Insider Podcast is telling the stories of what God is doing in the lives of people, both at Community Heights and in our community of Newton, Iowa. I know that you're going to enjoy today's episode. Here it is. Welcome to the Chack Insider Podcast. I'm here in the office with Pastor John and with one of our members. Introduce yourself, Russ. I'm Russ Norcross. Russ, how long have you been attending Community Heights? Very close to 15 years. 15 years. Okay. Well, so you had a lot of life then before Community Heights. Yes. John, how long have you known Russ since you've been here? About yeah, 10 since, years? Yeah, about uh, nine years now. Part of Russ's story is he's married to Kay, and I married Russ and Kay in their living room. Yes. How long ago was that now? I don't even remember. Uh, December 6th of 09. Of 09. Wow. Yeah, that goes back. Yes. All the way back to the single digits. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. The 21st century yet. Yes. So one of the purposes for the Chack Insider podcast is to tell the stories of what God's doing here at Community Heights, because a lot is going on and so much people don't know. And so, Russ, I would visited your small group, and you and I ended up sitting next to each other at the table. Yes. And as we were chatting, I said, oh, my goodness, I, I, I'm, I'm amazed at your story, and you ought to come to my office, and we ought to record an episode of this podcast so that you could tell your story. So let me ask you, what brought you, and John, you just jump in whenever you feel you need to. Russ, what brought you to Community Heights? So you know, go back at least that far, and you know, why are you here? I attended Foursquare for 22 years right here in town, and, and I attended assembly for another eight. My friends came here and invited me and my first wife, and we started coming here. would have been in probably 14 years ago. And so we decided that we would join them, and we were welcomed by three or four couples that hardly even knew us, and I had a very comfortable and warm feeling about Community Heights Church. So it wasn't the the building that that attracted you? Absolutely not. No. So you came uh, right after uh, Phase 1 was built here, when we were at the old church on 12th Street, and here, and you probably remember the days when we were also using the Y for Sunday school. So we were on Sunday mornings traveling between three buildings. That was a pretty crazy time. It was, and I do remember that it was uh, a time of wanting to know more people, and they didn't make that difficult. They came to me, came to my first wife and I and our our children, and uh, made us feel welcome and a warm feeling. Russ, how many kids do you have? I had two. One's deceased, my son, and then I have a daughter that lives in Kentucky. Okay. So you're part of that club that nobody wants to be a part of, parents who have lost kids. Yes. How old was your son? Forty-seven. Forty-seven. And what did he die from? He died from brain tumors, and he took many treatments for brain tumors, including radiation. And they finally decided he couldn't have any more radiation because it was going to affect his nervous system. Uh, one eye went totally shut, and so he couldn't drive anymore. And uh, Did he have a family, Russ? Yes. 
He and his uh, wife had four children, and uh, I keep pretty close tabs on them. Good, good. And you can't see, but he's got a pretty good smile on his face right now about those four kids. Yes. So, so what was it that got you through that experience? Uh, the first thing that happened was I knew I had a feeling that God wanted me to reconsider what I was thinking and doing. First thing thought of was here at Grief Share in Community Heights Church. And uh, that was a big, big help. What, you called it Grief Share? Mm-hmm. We had Grief Share meetings uh, once a month. Yeah, they Pastor. met monthly, yep. Yes, and I was told that uh, the couple that was taking the grief share and doing the teaching and listening to what everybody had to go through said, Russ, there's one thing that we'd like to have you know and remember, and it'll help you. And I said, I'm ready to hear this. He said, you can't walk around grief. You have to walk through grief, and hmm. you'll be better off. And they were so right. And that was helpful. Yes, it was. Now, this was more than 10 years ago? It was oh nine, so eight years ago. So how long was your son struggling with this cancer? 10 years. So you've been through it, mm-hmm. you and you and your first wife at that yes. time, yes, right? Your, you, His mother. Yes. You guys went through it. So if there's somebody in our congregation who is dealing with grief and loss, you understand what they're going through. I do. I sure do. You probably saw you lost your parents, right, at some mm-hmm. point, and you went through that, and now with a child, with a son. As we talked that night in that small group, I thought, you know, we, we rarely know the people that sit around us. Now, you're, are you a first service attender? Second. Oh, second service. Second okay. Service. So so here's an old guy, Right. Older than me, so you're an old guy if you're older than me, and you attend the second service. Uh, you could be sitting down the down the row from somebody. They don't they don't know who you are. They have no idea who you are. They don't know what you've True. been through. True, and they don't realize the wealth of wisdom and compassion that you have inside of you because of what you've been through. And the amount of ministry. So what kind of ministries are you involved in at Community Heights? Primarily the prayer group that helps with the altar call. And uh, Paul around asked my wife Kay and I if we'd like to be part of the group that goes to the altar. And we enjoy having people come and talk to us and tell us what they'd like to have us pray for them about. And then uh, we have the monthly meeting with uh, the prayer group. We meet at different places, and every place we go to meet is members of our church, and I have a very good feeling about it. I do not uh, have any other ministry except I just tell people it's all about you, God, when they come forward. When they come forward, I want to be able to help them with whatever they have in mind, giving them a problem. Both uh, Kay and Russ are uh, wonderful prayer warriors. They love to not only pray themselves, they pray. I know you guys pray faithfully as part of the prayer team for Community Heights and for the people here, but also love to pray for individual people that that come forward for prayer. Yes, we do. So if you're listening, and at the end of the service, right, John, (laughs) sometimes we'll say, hey, there are people up front here who would like to pray with you if you need somebody to pray with you. So, Ross, you and your wife Kay are one of those couples. Yes. 
And wouldn't you love to have a guy like Russ and a woman like Kay to pray for you, put their arm around you, and here's a guy who's walked through the valley several times and understands what what you're going through when you come up and you ask for prayer. Yes. So, John, you were saying that, that uh, I'm sorry, did I? No. Uh, Go ahead. John, you were saying that uh, mm-hmm. Russ went with you on a on a prayer trip recently. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the prayer team about a month or so ago took a trip down to Kansas City to spend just a couple of days. We went down to uh, a church there that had a worship setting, IHOP. And... Which, the pancake place, right? <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. no? No, not the pancake place. And what is it? What's Internet- it? International House of Prayer. Oh, House of Prayer, yeah. IHOP. Okay, yeah, got it. Got yeah, it. <laughs> in Kansas City, and uh, they've got a, a wonderful setup there to come and to worship together and to pray together. And so Russ and Kay uh, was part of the prayer team that Paul and Michelle Aran lead here at church. And we went down, took a van, and prayed together on the way down, and also had fun together, but also uh, spent some time worshiping together uh, Friday night, and then Saturday morning, the next morning, we spent the day together praying for the church and for individuals and for ministries and for our town and beyond, too. Yes. And so both Russ and Kay together uh, form just a wonderful part of that team. We really value and appreciate you guys. Thank you. Russ, how long were you single when, and I'm assuming that your first wife passed away. Yes. And, and okay, well, there we go. There's another thing. You lost a wife. And a son. A son. Mm -hmm. You know, your folks years ago. Uh, So you understand grief. Yes. I lost my first wife after being married 52 years, and my son was 47 years old. And so three months apart. Oh, and so my son was already very ill when my wife passed, his mother passed away. And, and so in three more months, Larry was gone. And uh, the grief was hit twice. And I guess that was what a, it meant so much to me to come here to go to grief share meetings at our church right here. Man, I can't even imagine that. <sighs> Three months apart, your wife and your son, that's uh, that's horrible. Nobody should have to go through that. It was hard. Yeah. But I kept hearing people say, Russ, you can do this. You can get through this. People right here at church said that to me. Pastor John said that everyone else that was involved with our church staff, uh, they lifted me up. And it was a wonderful feeling. And then I decided that I needed to to be closer to the Lord than I ever had been. And I felt the need, and I feel that I, the Lord supplied me with what I wanted, and I know that he did. So I'm praising the Lord for that. So... You sly fox. What, what, what about Kay here? What's the story here with Kay? Met Kay at my wife's, first wife's funeral, because our sons, her son and my son, were classmates. Okay. Graduated from high school, and they rode motorcycles together. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of knew our background, and, and Kay and I had a few uh, visits and talks about, what do you think? Can we go and date a few times? 
and maybe someday we could get together. And I said, uh, she said, yes, let's let's do that. So we dated a few times, and we finally had another talk together and said, maybe we could get married and spend the rest of our lives together and get old together. (laughs) (laughs) And to put it very briefly, that's what we did. So I met Kay in March of 2009. And we were married in December of '09. So okay. they, what he didn't tell, they were also part of the same small group. Okay. So they were going to Lou and Laura. Uh, they're part of that small group. Yes. Did that was very instrumental in your guys' life too. Very. She saved you from yourself, and you got married, and the rest has been history. And you've been, you together have been a part of. Lou and Laura Vanderhart's small group, Yes, as John just said. Yes. I go to my first small group at Community Heights that I visited, and it was at Lou and Laura's house. And I end up sitting next to this guy, Russ Norcross, and we chatted. And Russ, as as I was listening to your story that night, you know, I was just struck again how God is working in the lives of all kinds of people at Community Heights. Often we see a lot on Wednesday nights, we see God working in the lives of kids through our volunteers who show up every Wednesday night and put on just a huge program for teenagers and students. But here, here's a guy who's who came in later in life and who went through, in his early years at Community Heights, he went through the loss of two of your family members, and you're saying people came around you and helped you. And then you yes. and Kay ended up getting married. And tell us about that small group experience. How has that, how has that been helpful to you in the last seven or so years? I felt that uh, I wasn't the only one that went through grief, lost loved ones, friends, that this would be a big help to me and Kay too to hear what they had. We prayed about everything. We still do. And uh, it just lifted me up again to know. So you say we prayed about, you, you, just you and your wife prayed about everything? or No, the small group. The small group. Yes, and still do. We, we just lift each other up in prayer and have uh, questions about who needs prayer. And Lou and Laura are our leaders, and they just ask us right point blank. We go around the room and we pray for what we feel we need to. And Lou is our custodian yes. here at the church. And is uh, is a man of prayer. Yes, he is. Yeah, and leads that small group. So, John, when you married he and Kay, Russ and Kay, what was that? What was that experience like for you going to somebody's home for the wedding and marrying a couple who are that far along in their years? Oh, it was a beautiful experience. Uh, Russ called me up and said, uh, would I marry he and Kay next week? So he gave me a whole seven days to prepare for it. Yes. So I don't know if I told you this part yet, Russ, but I actually called Lou. After I got off the phone with you, I called Lou, and I said, Lou, what do you think about this? Oh. <laughs> and uh, he said he thought that would be wonderful. So Lou really confirmed from that close relationship in your small group, how you shared together, that God was, in fact, bringing the two of you together. And so I felt really comfortable with that whole small community around you uh, the two of you that God, and of course, then we met and we talked and I said, absolutely. And so it was a really beautiful experience because it was a small group. Primarily, then, that's primarily. There's a few others that came, a but, few. <laughs> but primarily it was a small group who gathered around in Kay's living room. Yes. 
And what a joy it was for me to be a part of that uh, ceremony to see the two of them become one. Yes, it was. So, Russ, how old are you? I'm 86. 86. Okay, so the next time you come to Community Heights, to your church, uh, I want you to look for Russ and Kay. They're going to be perhaps up at front, up in the front to pray for you. And if they're not, why don't you ask about them and seek them out? And they'd love to pray for you, whether it right, Russ, whether it's your Sunday or not. Absolutely, for prayer. Yes, you you would love to pray for people. Sure would. Who have needs? Eighty six years old, a man of faith, a man who's been tested with life struggles and and trials and a guy who would love to pray for you. One of the things I love about Community Heights is there there are the 8-year-olds and then there are the 86-year-olds. John, do you have uh, any parting words as we uh, land the plane of this episode? Russ, it's really been fun to watch you and Kay together uh, become one, and the Lord really has given each of you as a gift to the other uh, in this stage of your life, and it's just been fun to watch. It's been beautiful to see the good things that God is doing in your life and through yes, your life you. as you, the two of you uh, continue to follow him. And so thanks for loving Jesus, and thanks for loving your church family, and I know you love people beyond our community too. So Yes. And Russ, uh, we're at the end of this episode, but we're at the beginning of the year, yeah. And uh, would you pray for sure. for me and John and for our church, for our yes. church family? Yes, I would. That uh, we would follow the Lord and really make a difference in our community. Yes. Lord, we just bow down before you now, Lord. We ask, and I thank you as well for our blessings, many blessings that you give us each and every day. And Lord, thank you for our church, the people in our church, our staff, Lord, and our pastors and lord they are are important in our lives and we we need to know lord and we do know that you walk with us we continue to walk with you is our desire and we plan to do that lord it's not a task it's a blessing to be able to walk with you and know you and i pray lord that you'll surround our church with protection and lord give us uh, people that walk through our doors that want to know you, if they do not already know you, Lord, that we could be an example and welcome them and be a witness to them. And, Lord, it's all about you. It's all about you, Lord. We thank you for that. And we ask you to bless those, Lord, that are less fortunate, Lord, those that have a need in their lives. Lord, there are people that have great needs. We ask that you would draw them to you, that they would be specially blessed, Lord, that they would search for you and want salvation. And that's our prayer today, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Ross. We really appreciate your being willing to uh, be a radio guy today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. What a great conversation with Ross. It was so good to get to know him and to hear his story. Hey, Ross has got a much bigger story. If you ever want to stop him in the lobby and talk to him about it, He has got a whopper of a story to tell. 86 years of living, and he's praying for us at Community Heights Church. It just thrills me. I'm so thankful. We're looking forward to the next episode of the Jack Insider Podcast, telling the stories of what God is doing at Community Heights and in our community of Newton, Iowa.